calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Sarah Michelle Gallagher. to We Stand Together, a pop culture academic symposium. We are the pop culture professors. That is correct. We are smart people talking dumb topics. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm Caitlin Bitsaguy. Isn't and that I'm, cool? It is cool. That's re- I, let's celebrate that. Let's celebrate <laughs> you for a moment. Uh, <laughs> and you know what else is cool? I'm what? Lauren Brickman. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's truly iconic for you. Yeah, um, thank you. <laughs> we are just two gals talking pop culture. Even though we have master's degrees, we've taught at universities, but here mm-hmm. we are. Here we are. And to anyone listening to this podcast this week that is in education themselves, to Ooh. my fellow my fellow teachers, my students out there, y'all, we did it. We got to the end of this semester somehow. Thank you, teachers. <sighs> Thank you, students. Yeah. And if you're one of my students who still hasn't turned in an assignment... <laughs> Just write me an essay about why you love this podcast and we'll we'll call it a day. There you go. There I think that's a great deal. Right? I think that's a good deal too. But you have the you have to find this podcast, listen to it, and then write an essay, but then I'll forgive everything else. Absolutely. And you know, it's called We Stand Together. Standing means to be an obsessive fan of you name it. So so what are you standing this week, this week leading up to Christmas? And the holiday season, what are you standing? 
Well, Caitlin, last night, as you know, because you were there, we had our final <laughs> We Stand Together virtual book club of 2020. Not for, not forever, just the final one of this year since this mm-hmm. year is ending. Uh, and we talked Dolly Parton. And I'm, yes. I woke up this morning and I'm still I'm still standing her. It, nothing gets me in the holiday spirit like Miss Dolly Parton. Yeah. Absolutely. I just love her. Hard Candy Christmas, Dolly and Kenny. Mm-hmm. Christmas on the new square, one. her film. Christmas, Christmas on the square. Honestly, I know you didn't finish it, Caitlin. I know you gave up after Not about yet. No, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, and that's fine. I understand, but I, I want to say it was capital E entertainment. You know, capital E entertainment, and I thank her. It definitely gave us something to do. No, I tried to watch it alone and sober, and I think both those things are are, oh. are bad. I watched it alone and sober at 7.30 in the morning. Oh, dear. I don't know that there's ever been a piece of art with more iconic and 10 out of 10 talented people that is mm-hmm. not, not totally watchable. Uh, I, well, I, I found it quite watchable. I also found it very confusing. And I found the choreography alarming. But I also smiled. I smiled because, gosh dang it. My legend, Debbie Allen, who directed the film. Legend, Jennifer Lewis, also in the film. Uh, Icon, beyond words, Dolly Parton in the film, writing the music. But we had Treat Williams. We had Christine Baranski. Christine Baranski. Mm -hmm. The number one build person from Mamma Mia 2. Here we go again. (laughs) And Uh yet it is... It's an adventure. It's an adventure, to say the least. But, you know, no matter the good, the bad, we love Dolly. Yeah. And she, what a year she's had. You know, she, su- she supported the the COVID vaccine research. She saved that small child from, was it a truck? Yeah, I don't know. She's, <laughs> she's really getting... Uh, I've been a Dolly stan for as long as I've been alive, mm-hmm. but we are getting to Kim Jong-un levels of legends around yeah. Dolly that I'm getting concerned. Like, I feel like we're going to hear that uh, she's like the best slam dunker in the NBA soon. No, like, she it's is. Just, <laughs> she absolutely is. She absolutely is. We it's both just, know this. Okay. Well, I, I, so you're standing holiday Dolly. I tried to make it into like Holly Dolly. I don't know. It didn't work. I'm I'm having a holly dolly Christmas. There That's what go. I'm having. Okay, mm-hmm. you nailed it. Thank you. So, Caitlin, what are you standing right now? Let's you know, get you in the holiday spirit. I I I'm standing my personal Christmas playlist, which I mm-hmm. made a few years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, I guess it's open on Spotify. I'm not sure. It's called <laughs> a very Caitlin Christmas. If you're looking for it on Spotify, it has over 200 songs. <laughs> wow. But you know, I'm really enjoying specifically the Motown Christmas album. Which oh, it's is so good. Amazing. Um, especially go tell it on a mountain, go tell it on the mountain. Cause it goes into ain't no mountain high enough. So she's just like, wow. genius. and then I'm also standing the Casey Musgraves Christmas album from 2016, which is very kind of sad. So if you're in a depressed mood, but you still want to be holiday, put on the cat, cat Casey. She knows she's, <laughs> she's hurting too. She's hurting too. Oh God. We don't want her to hurt, but she is hurting too. You know, um, so yeah, Christmas music always. I love that. I love that. I I am excited about how much content there just is to consume around the holidays. Like this, this it's not just Christmas anymore; it's content miss, and that is thrilling. <laughs> that is a great point, and this episode is no exception to that. 
Oh, no exception, because folks, we're doing something a little wild. We're doing something a little wacky. We're doing something a little seasonal. And this is the first ever We Stand Together variety show. Yes, it is a Christmas variety show, and we're calling it These Are a Few of Our Favorite Stands. That's right. We've reached out to some of our fabulous friends and asked them to contribute different seasonal bits. And I, this first bit, I'm very excited about. Oh, yes. I this has been one of my favorite holiday bits for several years now. Uh, but the hilarious and wonderful Jenny Rabbits and Alex Brightman have been for several years doing some kookiness on the Instagram. And I'm gonna let them I'm gonna let them speak for themselves uh and set this whole story up. But this is this is truly I know it's the holiday season when Jenny starts posting this bit, and I'm so glad that they uh, brought the bit to the show. So this let's is, check it out. We wished you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I found out that my husband knows no lyrics to any Christmas song, be it super popular, secular, anything. So here we go. This is me uh, testing him on the lyrics of a Christmas song. He does not know which song I'm about to choose. That's correct. Ready? I am ready. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell uh, sings and jingle bell swings. Dancer and prancer and love in the air. Uh, No, uh, glowing and showing and... I know it gets like, that's the jingle bell has begun. Okay. Jitty up, jingle horse, get on your feet. Rick, wriggle around the clock. Mix and a mingle and a biggle and beat. That's the jingle bell. That's the jingle bell. That's the jingle bell. I knew the guitar part. You did know the guitar part. Uh, there were a few words like bingle and beat. <laughs> I didn't want to stop. And uh Bingle and beat. <laughs> uh Jitty Up. What am I missing in the Jingle beginning? Horse? What am I missing in the beginning? I mean, really, everything. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the fabulous uh wow. Alex Brightman, Broadway's Alex Brightman just crushing the holiday classics. Uh and I this is one of my favorite holiday bits. I love it so much, and I hope. I hope that Alex never learns the lyrics to any songs and that Jenny can continue posting these for the rest of our lives. You know, it, I'm I'm wondering how well I would do at, at such a challenge because I think I know the songs, but I think I could be very wrong. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Okay, finish the song. Rocking around the Christmas tree. Is it like... Have a happy <laughs> holiday, something like that. Something like that, yeah. See, I don't know. I don't. But like, I, 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 I'm scared that I might be the same as someone who is famously bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> what about? Um, well, yeah. And the difference is, though, you grew up with this in in your household, so that makes me weirder. Yeah, that makes you definitely weirder. What about Silent Night? Can you? Silent night, holy, holy night. night. All is well. <laughs> all is calm. All is bright. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you could get there. I think you could. I think you could figure it out. I think you'd get there someday. Let's hope. Let's hope. Let's Maybe hope. By but anyway, twenty twenty one. 
<laughs> this is now this is this is now a, a concert we're gonna have to give uh where it's uh <laughs> fill in the blank Christmas carols where the music like you have like a choir and they drop out suddenly and you have to keep going. <gasps> oh, this would put this is this would be a lot of my fears. This is going to be a this is going to be an awesome uh special on Fox hosted by Ken. <laughs> Dr. Ken. Dr. Ken's going to host it. Oh. Uh, uh, well, well, shout out well. once again to Jenny and Alex. Thank you so much for bringing this delightful uh delightful treat back into our lives yeah for some of you you're welcome that you got to experience it for the first time and be sure to follow jenny and alex on instagram for all the fun absolutely you know music is a huge part of the holidays but we don't talk enough really about the fashion i feel you know we could be spotlighting that a lot more and we have another guest that's gonna help us with that um we have brady o'callaghan a treat and a half. You know him. He's been a guest on our podcast. He's been on several of our live shows. And he has a new social account that it, people are going wild for it. It's called Found a Good Outfit. <laughs> it's such a good account. I, I, I'm loving watching this account blow it's up. It's at Found Good Outfit on Twitter. And he breaks down what iconic cartoon characters wear and and how you can basically steal their look yeah he does the shopping for you it's a guide to cosplay basically and so he's gonna help us today break down an iconic christmas outfit brady take it away uh, i thought it might be fun to take a look at one of my favorite christmas specials i'm up at family christmas from 1987 and specifically uh kermit the frog of course in the final scene of this, the whole crew is having a sort of sing-along, and they're all sort of dressed for a nice Christmas party. Uh, sort of dressed up, uh, nothing too fancy. And Kermit is wearing, first and foremost, a red tartan suit vest. Uh, it's very festive. It's got reds, greens, golds. It's beautiful. It's the centerpiece of his outfit. He then, because that is the focal point, grounds it with a bunch of more uh, muted sort of support players. He's got a winterweight trouser in a sort of gray colorway, a plain white dress shirt, a black silk bow tie. Now, I know what you're thinking. That sounds great. I'd love to wear something like that. Luckily enough for you, you can. For example, I found a tartan vest. This one's double-breasted, shawl collar. It centers green more than red, but it's still got greens, reds, golds. It's very festive. That's from Favorbrook. The rest of the outfit, because it's classic American staples, I pulled directly from Ralph Lauren. I've got a classic white dress shirt, a black silk bow tie. I opted for a flannel charcoal suit trouser. And then I decided to go with a black cap toe dress shoe and a wine colored cotton sock to help bring out a couple of the colors the red mainly in the vest and really add a little bit of a small festive touch the beautiful thing about this outfit is that you can throw on a matching uh, suit jacket with that charcoal trouser you could throw on a navy blue blazer you could throw on a wine blazer it's going to look impeccable truly a very good outfit Brady, thank you so much for the fashion advice. I um, 
I don't want to make anyone oh, no. uncomfortable, but I just want to say, Brady, uh, big fan, big fan of your work, big fan of you. And I'm going to leave it at that because Caitlin is telling me, she's signaling for mm-hmm. me to shut up. She's telling me to stop. Yeah. She's saying, yeah. don't dig a hole deeper. Nope. So I'm, I'm going to stop. But I just want to say thank you once again, okay. Brady. Well, thanks, Brady. <laughs> you're, you're, Brady, you're the Kermit of the comedy world. And so true. We love you. Wow. Well, we've got we've got more amazing holiday content for you all. Well, we've got more Christmas content coming at you. This next bit comes to us from the dynamic duo Jack and Melissa. Wow. What a nice evening that yeah, was. Huh? What, a, what a beautiful house you have. Oh, will you look at the time? Oh, no. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been so very nice. Oh, sorry. I get it. You're trying to leave. My mother will start to worry. Okay, then you should probably go. My father will be pacing the floor. Yeah, I wouldn't want to upset your father. So really, I'd better scurry. (laughs) That's probably a good idea. maybe just a half a drink more. Do you mean a drink for the road? The neighbors might think. Wait, are you staying or leaving? Say what's in this drink. I didn't give you a drink yet. I wish I knew how. What's going on right to now? Break the spell. Are you leaving or staying? I ought to say no, no. No, no. you're leaving or no, you're staying. At least I'm I, gonna say that I'm If you I tried. wanna leave, I'll get your coat. I really can't stay. Okay, then I'll get it. Cause baby, it's cold outside. What the fuck is wrong with this girl? What, does she take an edible at dinner? Jesus. I simply must go. Yeah, that's why I got your coat. The answer is no. Is this not your coat? The welcome has been. It doesn't look like my coat. I'm pretty sure this is your coat. My sister will be suspicious. Why don't you take your own coat? My brother will be there at the door. I feel like you're playing some sick game. My maiden aunt's mind is vicious. What is a maiden aunt? Well, maybe just a cigarette more. I don't smoke or own cigarettes. I've got to go home. Okay, then you should go home. Say, lend me a coat. Okay, now you're gaslighting me. You've really been great. I feel like you'll never leave at this point. You see. Is this a home invasion? There's bound to be talk tomorrow. Listen, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm He's gonna go to bed. Okay? I'm gonna close the door. Stay really or leave. Stay. Whatever you want. But Baby, please don't steal my TV. Thank God. I'm homeless. Wow. Wow. So many <sighs> couples are creating iconic Christmas content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know me and my better half are always just bouncing ideas off of each other. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, what's, yeah. what's a recent idea that you guys worked on together? Well, I recently um, 
responded to a tweet of Shimu's, and uh, I'm waiting for him <laughs> to respond back to me. But oh. I, I did. But I but I responded. He posted something very very cute, and I posted back. And hopefully, he'll respond soon. So you are saying the ball is in his court? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he's at work in Canada right now. So mm-hmm. yeah, my boyfriend who lives in Canada. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Has uh, he has he ever liked any of your your, your tweets? At a, you know, sometimes a celeb will like a, a a tweet if you mention them. I I've been liked by Michelle Williams, the one from Destiny's Child. The the greatest one. Um of my celebrity boyfriends, um no. No, but Joshua Jackson's gorgeous wife Jody has liked and responded to tweets that I have tweeted about Josh, so mm-hmm. I'm basically well, in that marriage yeah, I mean, now. If you like them, it's easier to find them, you know, for mm-hmm. let's say when you're showing them to the authorities or. <laughs> yeah. Mini Driver responds to me a lot. <laughs> I've also been liked by Kathy Lee Gifford. Several I love times. that. She's on it. If you mention her, she notices. And I'm always I- saying positive things. You better believe. I just several years ago, I was watching like Circle of Friends on TV and was like, I think Minnie Driver and I would get along really well. Yeah. And every now and then I just tweet at her like we're friends. Like anytime I'm in LA, I'm like, hey, girl, I'm here if you want to grab a drinks. And she'll often respond like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I wonder what Minnie Driver's doing right now. And she responded with what she was doing in the moment. Wow. A Christmas miracle all year round. Minnie Driver. <laughs> Well, uh, we need to take a break because I need to show the receipts to Caitlin and prove to her that Minnie, Minnie's just a hop, skip, and a jump away from being the third on this podcast. Oh, so yeah. we'll be right back. <laughs> you can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. All right, so we're waiting to hear back from Minnie to see if she can hop on the Zoom call. But in the meantime, we've got more phenomenal content for you all. Now, this next bit is not holiday themed, but 
it comes out of my love for an event that we had this mm-hmm. year that I hope that I hope is going to be a annual event. Mm-hmm. You know, back in November we had the first ever fanfic fest where we got different comedians to write fan fictions and it was so much fun. We had we had to include a little bit more fanfic uh, in this episode and this this comes to us from the amazing hilarious Kathy Tao. And what's so fun about this is this is an actual fan fiction she wrote as a child. Uh, She said it was the very first fanfic she ever wrote. I believe she was in fifth grade. (laughs) Let's check it out. Hey, Lauren, Caitlin. This is me, Kathy Tao. So recently I was trying to log back into my fanfiction.net account and I discovered I had actually written and published a fanfic when I was 10 years old. It was for the series called Card Captors, which was a show on Kids WB back when WB was still called WB. And it was marketed as Pokemon for Girls. I don't even remember writing this, so it should be interesting. The piece is entitled Life and Death, Part 1. Lee was on top of the building, dressed in his usual card captor attire. The cloud cards were swirling around him. His trusty sword was poised, ready for battle. Suddenly, two sharp stings pricked him in his arm. He dropped the sword, but was still in the mood to fight. Whoever did that would pay. Then he felt a sickening jolt to his heart. He staggered and fell into plunging darkness down below. He screamed, No! Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Lee sat up with a start. He and his pillow were drenched in sweat. He always had this dream. He always died. And he always saw the attacker's face. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Lee nearly never had a good night's sleep, especially now. After middle school, his parents were worried he would not carry on with the family tradition, so they tutored him at home. They taught him not to care for anyone, that the most important thing was yourself, and to put pride before your heart. But they still didn't teach him the family tradition. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Lee was 17 and had gone through the most extreme training. His parents had agreed now was the time to tell him the tradition of the family. Lee entered the room carefully and with great suspicion. He had learned to treat everything this way. Both his mother and his father grinned at his ill ease. They had taught him well. His father began, Son, when your mother and I had children, we hoped the first one would be a boy. We got a girl instead. She's your oldest sister. She had magical powers and still does. So we hoped that she would be the one to discover the book of Clara Reed. Unfortunately, you told us a girl named Sakura who did become a card captor by discovering this book. For some reason, Clara Reed chose her to be the one. We decided to let you pass on the family tradition. The Shaolin family must always have the Clara cards. It's tradition, after all. We need you to carry out a plan to destroy Sakura. His father paused and let his mother speak. Your ancestors have always used a death card to help them with this task. You will use it as well. 
she took out a card with a grim reaper on the side that showed its name. The death card. She shoved it towards your son and continued. We have helped you as much as possible. It is your job to find a plan to kill her. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Lee sat thinking. He had been dismissed from his parents' room two hours ago, but his father's words ran through his ears. We need to find a plan to kill her, echoed his father in his head. Lee felt like screaming. First of all, he couldn't figure out a plan. Second of all, he didn't want to kill Sakura. Sure, they'd been rivals at first, but lately, he felt differently about her. He still wasn't sure why. Whenever he saw her, he felt himself blushing. Quickly, he pushed his feelings aside. Who cares about her? Lee asked himself. She's nothing. Pride and the family name are much more important. For now, he needed a plan. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Do you think he would really do it? Lee's mother asked her husband. Not a chance. I could tell by the expression on his face as soon as we mentioned Sakura's name. Have you thought of a plan B? She asked timidly. She knew her husband had quite a temper when provoked. I'm working on it, she retorted. To be continued. Wow. Wow. Kathy's a prodigy. She's a writing prodigy. She is. And she wrote to date one of the funniest sketches I've ever seen. When I was directing her mod team, she wrote a sketch about an English class uh, that they, no matter what the assignment was, they all kept turning in Riverdale fan fiction. <laughs> and it's hilarious. Uh, I'll link it on our social media so you all can check it out. If, if you like Riverdale, if you like fan fiction, if you like comedy and a good time, you're going to have a great time with this sketch. Kathy was my student. Oh. She was um, already good, so I didn't really do a lot. (laughs) I was like, uh, keep keep at it. (laughs) I, Kathy, I've often said she's my favorite troll in real life. She is (laughs) one of the funniest people in the entire world, and she will come to a writer's meeting, and she just knows what she's going to do, and she's going to do it, and I love that. You know? We love she's a woman had vision. With a plan. It's because she's been writing since childhood. Yeah. She's the best. Yeah. We love Kathy. And speaking of people we love, this woman, you know her from Smith Sisters Live, as well as being a guest on our show and a guest on maybe all of our live shows. <laughs> she's she's a she's a big part of our lives. <laughs> All three Smith sisters have I I've said this to them and I'll say it again. I identify as a Smith sister now, whether that's <laughs> legal or not, I don't know. But I yes, I, you're working on the adoption process. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of paperwork mm-hmm. to adopt a 34-year-old woman, but mm-hmm. it's it's getting done. Um and and each Smith sister is a snowflake and we love them all, but Mariah has been with us the most, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she writes for television. She also runs the amazing, uh, I don't know if, I want to call it a franchise. Keeping up with the continuity errors is, is her franchise, uh, where she writes about the Kardashians. She's an expert on all things Kardashian. So we had to get an update on the world's most famous family at Christmas time. Mariah, take it away. So this year, the Kardashians are doing something a little bit different. They're not having their iconic Christmas Eve party. 
where they usually would invite the best of Hollywood, their closest friends and family, to either Chris's home or Courtney's home or Kim's home for a blowout party. Instead, they are just having a family affair. Although it's quite different from previous years, they also aren't doing a Christmas card, which is a shocker because they sort of got back into that groove the past few years. But what's really fascinating is they've given up this Christmas tradition, even though they thought hard enough to have Kim Kardashian's 40th birthday party on a private island when COVID was also at its peak. So it's very peculiar that they decided to abstain from this Christmas party, but they have previously this year all but ignored the virus. So this year, the Kardashians aren't celebrating the holiday as they have before since the 70s. So we'll see what kind of little Kiki we'll get. Just keep an eye out. We'll see. I mean, my it's, God. It's hard to remember Christmas before the Kardashians, you know? It. I've never known a Christmas before them. <laughs> like, I've never known a Christmas without them, so. Uh, I will never forget hearing Lance Bass be interviewed that he spends Christmas Eve morning with his family in Mississippi and then flies to LA always to go to the Kardashians party. Nuts. This Truly is this man's priorities. Nuts. <laughs> and the parties, to be fair, the parties look really fun. Oh yeah. I don't I don't begrudge that decision at all. I would love to go to one of those parties. Really? He should make his sister just come to LA so they could spend the time together. Why, why? I know. That's so weird. Why don't they do Jeez, that? Jeez, Lance Bass's sister. Be flexible. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on, baby Bass. I assume she's younger. I don't know if that's true. I assume too. But I assume she has like three kids. Yeah, at least. Lance and Bass's I'm not gonna... sister, if you're listening, DM Let us. Know. DM us. I refuse to Google this. I'm just going to make wild accusations. <laughs> That's the motto of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, if you got a beef with bricks, slide into our DMs. If you don't like these wild accusations, somebody come and stop me. That's all I got to say. Wow. And we actually did, though, do some research once. We interviewed (laughs) an actually successful actor. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Someone who actually books. Yeah, which it didn't really rub off on us. Um, Mm -hmm. We thought it would. (laughs) We thought it would. We really thought that the way you book is by asking other people questions about how they booked and talking about their success. It turns out that doesn't do anything. (laughs) Hmm. It's weird. It's weird that, you know, having spoken to someone who was in a holiday movie one time in July that we are not already just like starring in a franchise of holiday movies like that's strange it's weird if someone understands what we did wrong let us know um but a true a true genuine bucket list goal of mine and I think Caitlin would agree like I if I am not in a made for TV holiday movie before I die, nothing else I've accomplished will matter. Like that is I have to be in a made for TV holiday movie before I die. I mean, I think you will be. Um, Thank I you. I feel like <sighs> it is weird. It hasn't happened yet. That seems strange. Like maybe there's a curse um, yeah. or some witchcraft is involved, but. <sighs> Maybe it's that you're going to be the lead. Like, like I would love. Right now, like, you would probably book a supporting 
role. But maybe that's not what you're meant for. You're meant to star. So I'm going to cry. Thank you for your belief in me. Thank so you, you do need to book me. some other things first, and that's the hurdle. But then they're going to offer you. Oh, like it's going to be called like a Brickman Christmas. <gasps> oh, my God. Caitlin, this is the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Um, I'm emotional. Wow. Well, that's 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 heartening. But, that's but heartening. We we talked to Ali Gondor in July. We did an entire Christmas in July live stream. If you missed it, you can still see it. It's the link, yeah, on YouTube, and we've got a link tree in our Instagram bio, so you can just click on it. Wow, a link tree. We're getting fancy. Yeah. Um, and he was in the film The Truth About Christmas on Hallmark. Um, so he talked to us about the experience uh, of living Lauren's dreams. <laughs> he was in The Truth About Christmas on Freeform. Oh, apologies. Apologies. Wow. That's even closer to your dream. <laughs> Honestly? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to friend of the show who's on last week's episode, Rachel Chapman, for making the connection between us and Ollie. And uh, let's let's go back in time to Christmas in July and hear what Ollie had to say about making a made-for-TV Christmas movie. The next guest, oh my gosh. Oh my god, I'm so, I'm freaking out about our next guest. I can't because, wait. Okay, obviously we're all obsessed with the Christmas verse and we desperately want to be a part of it. But our next guest has actually been in a real deal made for TV movie, The Truth About Christmas on Freeform. Please welcome Ali Gondor. Hey, y'all. Merry Christmas in July. Yes, Merry Christmas in July. Thank you for being here, Ali. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, my God. I cannot. I'm, like, honestly shaking right now because you were in a Christmas movie. Ooh, you have my <laughs> dream. And it's a good Christmas movie, too. Yeah. Like, it's a good one. It's so fun. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, it definitely felt like uh, being part of a genre that in itself is magical. Absolutely. Um, it was on Freeform. Freeform's taken over, okay? Live oh, yeah. Walmart need to watch out. Big fan of Freeform. Here's the thing. We, like, we think about Hallmark when we think about made-for-TV Christmas movies, mm-hmm. but Freeform is coming for its ass. Like, their movies are so good. Yeah, and I want to say they've probably, you know, moving forward, they've probably got the edge. Hallmark has shown itself a little bit to be uh, a bit of a dinosaur in terms of changing and adopting your current cultures and stuff, you know? I feel like Freeform's coming for you, Hallmark. Oh, 100%. 1,000%. And I am just so thrilled that you agreed to be here because I, I feel like I'm talking to not like it's beyond a star like you feel like like I feel like I'm talking to a literal like angel right now because you've lived in the universe it's a star on top of a Christmas tree it's an angel on top of a Christmas tree well, my my goal is next year to make um fat Carrie Bradshaw's list so oh wow <laughs> here we go I love it what so, an that will feel like I mean we have like a million and one questions, but mm-hmm. my first question is, was it winter when you shot the movie? <laughs> it was absolutely not winter. No, it was uh, July and like peak July. This is in uh, Ontario, Canada. Oh my Ontario. God. And just Cameron's doing right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's um, it's like a hotbed of Christmas movies there. I, I don't know if that's just like the arrangement they have or budget reasons or what, but they film a lot of Christmas stuff up in Canada. 
Well, I was gonna yeah. I was gonna ask you, once you make a Christmas movie, are you in like a club where like you get all the intel? Like, are you like in a group chat with all the other p- actors who have booked Christmas movies? Like, like, is there a secret society of Christmas actors? Uh, I'm not allowed to talk about it, but I but I will say yes. Um, okay. We have, we have a secret cabal every December twenty seventh. Oh no! Yeah. Uh, but I've already said too much. Okay. 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 I don't want to. I don't, I don't want you to lose your membership or anything like yeah. that. Um, no, I, honestly, this was like it was like brand new for me tapping into this world. Only after doing the movie did I sort of realize like what a culture there was around Christmas movies because like um I've, I've done a smattering of random projects but this was the first one where I did it and it felt like I after it was out there got so much response back from people who were like I watched all of those movies and I saw yours and I've never had that experience before wow did you know that there's a Christmas con like like comic con there's a con for Christmas yeah. Yeah, I've heard of like I've heard of Santa Con, but never really understood what it was. I don't know if that's different or thing. Okay, all right. Teach I, me, please. I I the weird thing about them is I would go to both. Um and you are truly the one person on planet Earth. So SantaCon is a, a sort of like um drunken bachelor party on the move where everyone's one's uh, dressed as Santa in New York City on like December seventh. Okay, all right. Con is like more like Comic Con for sure. Christmas. Yeah, people peddling their Christmas wares and spreading their various Christmas items, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. And I, I both are problematic, but I don't see the problem. Like that's what because <laughs> you're drunk at both. Thank you. <laughs> so, what was it like to film the movie? Like, I know it's. Did it leave you like you left the set and you're like, well, wait, it's just like August 1st. Why isn't anyone else talking about Christmas? Yeah, it was odd. I think like uh, I think the weirdest part about trying to get in the Christmas mode in July is just straight up the temperature difference. So like we would be filming stuff where, you know, the set decoration, they did it beautifully outside would look like it was, you know, fresh snow, full everything. Uh, and then you'd be in like a heavy coat, but it would be like 80 something outside. So you're just trying to act like you're not sweaty, you know, but you're actually very sweaty the whole time. <laughs> oh, sweaty. That's what you study for. That's my biggest challenge in acting in general. Yeah. So. Totally. I get it. Well, you gave, you, you brought a clip with you of the movie and I would love to share it. And we're going to, we're going to play this clip and we're going to be on the side. So if there's any like, director like it, behind the scenes commentary that you can give us about this clip we would be so thankful so. um yeah I, I guess this is just uh so jillian has been let me i'm gonna try to do this the shortest way possible jillian has been cursed by santa and she is not allowed to lie okay. uh, her boyfriend uh, fiance is running for mayor um she comes to visit his family while she is under this christmas lie curse uh, I'm her brother, who is like mostly a sweetie, but right now is uh, being real protective and kind of like skeptical of it. Nice. Amazing. So we're going to roll this clip now. And while the clip is rolling, if you have a question for Ali, put it in the chat and Rodney is going to choose the best audience question 
he sees in the chat. So one person is going to get their question answered after this clip. So we're going to roll this clip now. Yeah, come on. An 80-year-old civilian? I feel like someone like you could handle that in her sleep. Someone like me? Yeah, you know, someone who basically lies for a living. Oh, excuse me. How dare you just take what I do and distill it down to the most simplistic definition. I've worked very hard to get where I am, okay? Politics is a very complex world. This game of strategy, what I do is very important. Mm -hmm. And what exactly is it that you do again? I tell people exactly what they need to hear so your brother can get elected. Bingo. Uh. Oh! George warned me you were difficult. Oh, by difficult, he means I disagree with him on most personal, social, and political issues, and it makes him crazy, then yeah, I guess I'm difficult. Oh, George likes us to look really good in pictures, you know? The camera adds 10 pounds. We're in the limelight. George. Dad. I like a thick woman. <laughs> because I miss haircuts so bad. <laughs> also, I like a thick woman, too. I... Give it up for thick women everywhere. Um. <laughs> that was a that was an improvised line. We did uh we did a whole day of like a breakfast scene, oh, and it was fun. just like you know it was it was I think like you know eight or nine different seats, and so it was just like a full day of this way that way that way just coverage coverage coverage. And by the end, everyone was super loopy, and so that was like a, just an improvised thing that we threw in. And the director Jay Harris was cool enough where he was like, "I'm putting it in my cut. Let's see if Freeform approves it." And they fucking did, which is awesome. Okay, here's the question. Kim McGraw's asking, during the audition, did they have a prop axe or did you have to improvise one? Iconic. Wonderful question. Yeah. I started doing a space work axe, like just because I felt like he should have one. So for the scene, I, I was doing kind of like a this thing. Uh, <laughs> and then everybody was looking at me like, what the fuck? Have you ever seen anything on TV ever? Uh, and so props came and gave me a real axe, which I demanded be bigger. So that's the one that you see finally. That's amazing. Now I, I'm going to be selfish for a moment. And I have to know for those of us whose ultimate life dream and career goal is to be in a made for TV holiday movie. What advice do you have? <laughs> like, how do we ascend to join the secret Christmas society? You got to write to Santa every year. A lot of people stop when they're kids. Wow. And I think that's the biggest thing. That's the basics. Yeah, that's one of that's one of the basics is uh, at that point where you sort of lose faith and you drop off, that's kind of your chance to rock it past everyone else if you keep doing it. Um, and then beyond that, you know, just keep rolling those awful dice of show business that we all love so much. I think that's it. Amazing. I'm going to write my letter as soon as this live stream ends. <laughs> Thank you so much. So much. It is such a joy to meet you. And you are <laughs> definitely going to be on Fat Gary's list next year because this is one handsome guy. Oh, hell yeah. Can't wait. Merry Christmas in July, y'all. Happy holidays. Wow. A real star in our midst. I am shaking. I, I'm kind of in love. I think that this could be the match for you. I'm in love. I know you want to get off that Carrie's list, but he's for sure on my list. This will incense Fat Carrie Bradshaw if you find a husband from this. I have to say, I'm even more charmed by him. 
Yeah. Now. He's great. He's great. And we we really didn't scare him off, which, you know, I, I was a little worried about that segment when we did it, to be honest, because it was like, you know, we're going to terrify this man. And I don't He's think we actually did. So charming. I, oh, I, 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 I have chills thinking just, wow, I love, I absolutely mm-hmm. love. Ugh. That's amazing. Maybe he can be in your film, A Brickman Christmas. Would love. Would absolutely love. We can get him and Shimu and John <laughs> and Niall and all of my celebrity boyfriends. I, I am deeply unwell. That's This podcast really helps me reckon with just how deeply unwell I am. And that's I appreciate everyone In fairness, for if Brady listened this far, I feel like he feels safer because he's learning, you know, he does this a lot. It's okay. <laughs> You know, <laughs> she'll get distracted and move on to someone else for a while. Yeah, just, just like, don't make too much noise. It's just like don't it's move. Like, Stay still. Yeah, you're encountering uh, encountering a bear in the woods. You know, it's just like, uh, don't get in between it. And it's it's baby bears, and just like you're you're actually fine. It feels scary, but it's way yeah 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 yeah. Wow, I am a bear. I am a bear in heat. Okay. Uh, I need a moment to unpack that. Mm-hmm, so we're going to take mm-hmm. one more quick break and we'll see you in just a moment. All right. I have calmed down. I've cooled off. Mm-hmm. I uh, I had some milk and cookies oh. and found my center. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now you gotta How buy more you? for Santa. Yeah, it's a problem. I keep I keep running through the stash, but you know we'll figure it out. Maybe yeah. he'll want some matzah. We have a lot of matzah. That'd be interesting. What if I leave Santa Claus just like a really good? I made actually. I have to just take a second to say this is the first time I made matzah crack myself. Um, for those who don't know, matzo crack is when you take matzo, you make like a toffee, and you there's different types of toffings that you can do. This year, I did a peppermint bark matzo cracker wow. that was to die for. So That's amazing. Yeah. And then I promptly left it in my apartment and no. forgot to bring it with me to Oklahoma. So uh. I had made it thinking I'd give it out as gifts to some that's okay. That's okay. Your roommates are just munching on it back in New York. I hope they're okay. I hope they're enjoying it. Mazel. <laughs> uh, well, we've got some other stuff. To- Speaking of sweet stuff, we've got an amazing uh, original Christmas song making its debut right here on this show. I'm so excited for people to hear this. It is beyond genius. The, the wonderful Jay Mouski. Uh a performer I can't wait to get back to seeing live when we are able to leave the house. I love Jay. I love this song, Sugar Baby, that they wrote with the incredibly talented Jody Shelton mm-hmm. and has Rebecca Vigil on background vocals. Let's get into the holiday spirit. Everyone, you're going to want to turn your volume up for this banger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
sugar baby Santa, Santa, I want a yacht that some might describe As well, okay, that is a lot Santa, Santa, a record that goes platinum twice Or becomes a trend on TikTok Get me a new harness this year Tie me up like I'm one of your reindeer Oh, Santa, won't you make me a sugar baby? is gonna chart i think I, this is gonna chart i know i feel like we're ryan seacrest right now like we just I debuted do. we debuted yes. a song oh. oh my god watch Mouse. out seacrest and be sure that you to be sure to follow jay mouski on the line because they are going to be dropping a music video for this song ah! i know oh iconic 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 wow um we only have one performer left um, yeah i was afraid we'd come to this moment but uh you know we don't like to get too political on this show it's <laughs> just not the focus no. i mean you know no. how we feel but it's, it's just not the focus um mm-hmm. and i actually don't want you to take uh the next segment it's not an endorsement from us it's that we stand does not officially endorse <laughs> this candidate any candidates you know mm-hmm, but but mm-hmm. we are giving them a platform and i guess honestly if anyone else needs a platform that's running against this person, I guess we have to provide it. So let us know. <laughs> so um, some of you may have noticed on the interwebs that a dear friend of the show, uh, past guest uh, on the pod, uh, tried to log into the live streams, has never had uh, <laughs> strong enough Wi-Fi to really make it work. Uh, but, you know, absolute earth angel, salt of the earth, 
Timothy Dunn has announced on various social media platforms that Tim is running for, now correct me if I'm wrong, Caitlin, he's running for Prince of Winter Senior Division. Correct. Okay. Okay. And this is his, how how would you describe the audio clip that our listeners are about to uh, experience? Um, you know, it's a it's a campaign ad, um, and a journey in into the brain of a madman. <laughs> well, sit back and relax as best you can as we take a journey inside the mind of Tim Dunn, candidate for Prince of Winter Senior Division. Melikaliki Maka. Good winter and good evening, Mrs. Bitsagai, Professor Brickman, and the entire esteemed We Stand listening audience and hashtag Team Endless Winter Committee. Oh, look, here comes Susie Snowflake. And why, over there, there's a star in the north. Tis the Christmas star, I think. There's a chill in the air and winter is on the wing. So I sure hope you've all donned you now your gay apparel, because tis I, Timothy Dunn, Contestant number 24601 from New York City and your most frightful and your most delightful contestant for the title of Crowned Prince of Winter in the Seniors Division for the year 2020. At the ripe young age of 39, let's just say that I've packed more than my fair share of snowballs. I've guzzled gallons of my signature wintry beverage, Café Con Eggnog, and I've stood blissfully in the snow, looking back at my childhood home as it burned to the ground in the middle of the night when I accidentally left an empty crock pot of mulled wine plugged in on the counter while I laid down for a long winter's nap on the kitchen floor after drinking an entire crock pot of mulled wine all by myself. So I've lived the joys of this season. I felt that rush of childhood joy, and I cried, taking in the majesty of the Radio City Rockettes in their iconic toy soldier costumes. I've stood on the streets of New York City and welcomed Mr. Jack Frost himself, begged him to finally nip at my nose even, and I've even spent Christmas morning in a medium-security Manhattan prison after sneaking into the backstage area of the Radio City Christmas Spectacular and accidentally stabbing a stagehand who startled me after the show, all so that I could take in where ox and ass were sleeping and maybe pet one of the wise men's majestic camels after the snow. Show, that is. So I think I might know a thing or two about winter. Vote for me, Timothy Dunn, for Crown Prince of Winter 2020 in the Seniors Division, promises that you will have a Crown Prince of Winter for 2020 who knows all the lyrics to all ten of the stupidest verses of Good King Wenceslas, a not-great holiday song. I bring with myself the knowledge that winter isn't just for sled-riding kids hoping for a snow day, it's for all people. Even Jacob and Laura Bowers, the couple on the Upper West Side of Manhattan who recently broke an Ikea floor bar stool over my head when they mistakenly thought that I had broken into their apartment in the middle of the night dressed as old Kris Kringle himself to rob them when really I was just there to spread some Yuletide cheer. Because I understand that winter is about giving. Giving thanks for the snow and for the cold, which stamp out the seasonal allergies that have brutalized my sinuses and nasal passages every single fall since I was a young boy. Giving gifts to others, especially crap that other people have given to me that I don't want or like. And mainly, giving of yourself 
in sexual acts with people who find you on the internet and pay you to have sex with them. And before you ask, yes, lol, it is standard for me to show up with a sprig of mistletoe already jammed up my ass. So if you're finally ready for a real Yule Log of a Prince this year, I'd appreciate your vote, which would crown me, Timothy Dunn, the Crown Prince of Winter in the Seniors Division, for the ninth year in a row. Because in gay years, once you're 30, you're ancient. So ho, 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 and let it snow. And tonight, right before the visions of sugar plums start dancing in your heads, just know that I'll fucking skin every single one of you alive with the electric carving knife from Walmart that my Aunt Martha gave to me for Christmas last year if you even think of voting for Todd Tinglehopper, my opponent. Joy to the world. And thank you. Caitlin, wow. Caitlin! Caitlin! Mm-hmm. Shh! I... Do we... Do we go do a wellness check on him? Is he okay? You know... <laughs> I love him. I love him. I mean, I, I do think we have to vote for him because he needs we do. this. So, so please, I mean, again, we're not officially endorsing, you know, there's a lot of great candidates. <laughs> But yeah, um, in a very, very serious, heated uh, election, I do have to say, I one of the things I love most about Tim Dunn is his dedication and love of winter. Being yeah. hashtag Team Endless Winter is something that we share. Um, famously, this is a, a big divide between Caitlin and I. She's mm-hmm. Team Have a Summer. I'm Team Endless Winter. Uh, so it's nice that I have an ally in Tim in loving all things. I snow. am part of Have a Summer movement. Uh, but you've got Tim on your side, so, uh, you either win or lose. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You either win or lose. That's the best. Now, (sighs) Caitlin, we've come to the end of our wacky and wild Christmas variety show. This was so fun. This was so fun. Thanks to all of our amazing contributors. Uh, Thank you, Jenny Ravitz and Alex Brightman. Thank you, Brady O'Callaghan. Thank you, Jack and Melissa. Thank you, Kathy Tao. Thank you, Mariah Smith. Thank you, Allie Grandor. Thank you, Jay Malski. And, of course, thank you, Tim Dunn. And God bless us, everyone. And if you want to spread a little Christmas cheer, you can help us out by heading on over to iTunes, leaving us a five-star review, making sure you're following us on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok, which, by the way, if you haven't checked our TikTok out, Caitlin is crushing it. It's actually infuriating how good she is at TikTok and the fact that she's been hiding hiding these abilities um it each one takes me hours i'm 25 years older than the average tiktok user uh i am by the way trying to get captions but i'm i'm working on it (laughs) every day we're we're learning every day we're learning but caitlin truly knocking it out of the park she's she's two for two over here I've done two, guys. I've done two TikToks. Maybe I'll do one today. Um, But if you have an idea for a topic you want us to dive into, something you want to hear from us, if you've got a hot take, reach out. Let us know. We want to hear from you all. And Stan Stans, most importantly, we want you to have a healthy and happy holiday season. Absolutely. We love you. Thank you for listening.